0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Back to another episode of the Farm Report. Sorry for the absence last week. Had some technical difficulties. Uh, Nobody was guarding against uh, Google's updates. So unfortunately, we didn't have one last night because Google decided they needed a new update last week in my computer. Didn't agree. I'm Justin Latta. This is The Farm Report, uh, or a podcast to be named later. I don't know. We might have some rebranding to do. Uh, Joe Cobbs joining me all the way from, I'm sure, very wet and cool Arizona, or is it? Is it
1: back to being like 150? No, everything's still wet, but it's like 90. It's pretty nice. Okay. It's nice to be so able to go out have after gone away. A. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the flooding is gone. At, at the 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 sun has soaked up all the rain.
1: Yeah, I mean, luckily when they build these neighborhoods, they put drainage areas all over the place. So the park we usually go to is a lake right now, but the oh good living areas are clean. Well, you got to have somewhere
0: to swim or somewhere for all those uh, lizards to swim, right? Yeah, something like that. Do they do they swim? No. No. <laughs> You have turtles. They don't need water.
1: No, it's a tortoise. Oh, they don't they need water. They need to bathe. No.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I'm sure we'll get to more turtle talk. I'm Maybe, maybe we should have had a, a baseball team named the turtles. That that sounds like something kids could get into. I'm surprised there's no minor league team that has the name turtles. There is. I don't know. Uh, Daytona. The Tortugas. Oh, yeah. The Tortugas. So that would appeal to me. Some- I was a huge Ninja Turtles fan as a kid. Also,
1: I'm trying to remember, Beloit is the snappers. I think that oh, yeah. they're named after the fish, but I also think I've seen branding of a snapping turtle. They're kind of uh, vague of what kind of snappers they are. I
0: can't remember the last time Beloit came to Lake County, so I couldn't tell you, but that sounds about right. I don't know. I just, I'm just into... Just...
1: I like uh, dumb team names. I'm
0: with you. Is, <laughs> is this a duck? I'm kidding. So does that mean you're a fan of this name?
1: (laughs) I'm kidding. I hate them. I hate like I I was very vocal at the time because I lived in Akron, but I love the Akron Arrows and I hate the rubber ducks name. I think it's so dumb.
0: Yeah, (laughs) the rubber part made sense, but the duck part was more for kids. And I don't know. It's weird.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like the there used to be a team in Tucson. I think they were called the Tucson Roadrunners and they moved to El Paso and named them the El Paso Chihuahuas. Yes. And it's like, you're just doing that to get morons to buy hats. Like, you're not, it's not cool. Like, that's, whatever. Also, I had, there's, an, opinion. There's... Go ahead. I had an opinion on this. I don't want to throw out on here so I don't have to say it on Twitter. And this is going to be in articles and things like that. If I refer to something that happened in the past. So if I want to say, like, Miguel Cairo played for a team. I'm going to say he played for the the devil race, right? I'm not going to say he played for the race. Cause he didn't. But if I say like, uh, Evan Longoria played for the race, like that makes sense, right?
0: Yeah. I so mean, I, I think well, both can be true.
1: No, no. So I'm telling you how I'm doing it. So like, I'm never oh, going to okay. say that Jim Tomey was a h- star first baseman Cleveland. for the Cleveland guardians. Cause he wasn't. That doesn't oh. make any sense. And so like, i, I it's came up this week, like literally uh, writing about the Arizona league. If I'm writing about someone who played in the league last year, they were the or two years ago, they were on the Arizona League Indians. If it was this year, it's the Arizona Complex League Indians. So I'm not I try to keep it yeah. accurate to what they were called when the person was there.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how things go. Uh and who knows? They'll be the the they will will they be the Arizona Guardians? That sounds weird.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And that's why that's, I, like some, I do love some minor league baseball team names. Like some of them are so awesome. The Lake Elsinore Storm is really cool. Like their branding is awesome. There's a few that are just amazing. Uh, some are boring, like the Iowa Cubs. I Have to keep doing them because they play. Yeah, I, I hate when teams love do every that. week. Like that's boring. So, but to me, there's so much stuff in Arizona, and the coolest team names in Arizona are like the Scottsdale Scorpions, the uh, what are we at the? I don't like the Devil. Uh, uh, Glendale Desert Dogs is okay. I, I do like the uh, Solar Sox. I think that's fun. The Mesa Solar Sox. Oh, that's, that's it. The, like all the fall league those teams. are all good. Yeah, all the fall league teams have cool names that are based here. Uh, the Surprise Saguaros. And so, like, there's so yeah. much stuff in Goodyear. And and the one I said on Twitter the other day is the the Estrellas. The mountains that you can see behind the field when I take all my pictures are the, called the Estrellas. Estrella's is also stars in Spanish, so it works on multiple levels because you're calling these kids stars, you know? And I, so I like that. So I think yeah. the, calling them the I, good I'm year Estrella's would be fantastic.
0: I think you should pitch that and I then have. take all the money from it.
1: Yeah. I, I also like the Burrowing yeah. Owls. And if you have one team called the Burrowing Owls, the others could be called the Bujos. Like the Reds could be called <laughs> the Bujos. And,
0: I think you got to rename... You got to rename the DSL teams because now that they have two of those, and I don't know.
1: Well, some of them are Los Angeles Angeles's uh, Team Shoemaker and Team Batista, well, so like they do. Some of them have names, uh, but Matt some Cleveland, of them are
0: just red and blue.
1: Yeah, well, that's Razor, Razor, Razor One and Two. So like that, that's that's very very original. Yeah, I feel like you know, there's, my a, favorite, there's so much room my favorite for branding name out there.
0: Though. Is the yeah, my fa- my favorite minor league team, they're not even a minor league team anymore because they were there for one year and then they disbanded was the um, Rocky Mountain Vibes. Their their uh, logo was a s'more.
1: I saw that, yeah. Well, I mean, my I'm home like team. That, that's perfect. My home team for one year was the Missoula Osprey and they rebranded as the Paddleheads and I hated it because you went from a cool oh, bird. Oh, that's terrible. It was a cool bird of prey that actually li- literally lived in the stadium. They had a natural osprey nest on one of the lights. Like it just happened to live there, and they changed it to the, the Paddleheads. Sold a bunch of jerseys, and then went defunct. They don't exist anymore. They never played the a game as the Paddleheads.
0: That's yeah. Well, serves them right. Maybe.
1: <laughs> um, how
0: about let's get this started. Right. Uh, we've been talking about names long enough. We can do like, that another time. Yeah. Does Does Nolan Jones play for the Cleveland Indians or does he play for the Cleveland Guardians?
1: I don't know anymore. I mean, that to me, I would have already called him up. So what do you, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I've been saying the whole time that this should be his first year uh, for like two, three years now. I thought it made sense. And I don't know. I'm not even going to say that they're messing around with service time with anyone anymore. Cause like they're not, they weren't messing around with Bobby Bradley's service time. They weren't messing around with Yu Tang's service time. The delays in calling those guys up had to have been something else that I'm not aware of. I don't, it makes no sense to me at all. Bobby Bradley specifically. Uh, like there was nothing he could do left. He was an elite prospect in my mind. And they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. So like Jones is obviously an elite prospect. He obviously has failures. Um, you know, he's got great aspects and really poor aspects. I don't know that he's an all-star. Maybe he is, you know, I think mm. he's definitely, he's definitely a starter major league starter yes Uh, but it's like figure it out you're not trading jose ramirez as much as some people on twitter want them to so why is he still playing third base every day i just looked at it today he's played third base almost every day like he played a couple games in right field he hasn't played first base since may like what are they i don't understand the usage of jones at all and it's just one of the many, many things that I don't understand about this uh, farm system. We did
0: have that conversation like
1: back in, I don't know, May,
0: April about this, about where guys are going to play, and yeah. So Nolan Jones is really not playing. I mean, he's played the outfield like I don't know once a week at best, and then he did. like you said, he hasn't played first base. But he's got four homers in his last six games. Eight hundred OPS in J- under, his OPS in July is still under eight hundred. So I don't know if he. Is on a hot streak right now. If He's figured anything out. I just, I don't know who he plays over. Like, I, I, like, you, you still need to see more Daniel Johnson. I, I guess you need to see more of Mercado. There's no reason to get rid of Harold Ramirez without he's played. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to do you cut Bradley Zimmer? Uh, Jordan Luplos coming back? Do you cut bait with Eddie Rosario? Cause he's not going to be healthy in time to trade him. So, and obviously Jones is not going to play third base. So I, I don't. I don't feel like he's going to come up this year because there's just nowhere to play him. And like you said, he keeps playing third base. So,
1: yeah, I. I, I where does he go? Entirely. I don't like that's. And that's something we keep that keeps coming up in every conversation. It seems like when you change somebody's position, you really should be doing that in, I would say, a like Lynchburg level at the latest. I, I really don't think you should be moving guys around too much after that unless it's like shortstop to second base type moves or maybe even like a catcher playing a little first or something like that. But these massive moves where you're going, Oh, you were an infielder. You were drafted as a shortstop. You played third base for seven years or however long. Oh, can you play right field now? Like that's, it's a lot to ask somebody. So I do understand if they go, well, let's keep playing him at third because of that. But then you're almost saying, well, we have to trade him then (laughs) because.
0: Well, okay. You're not, you're not bringing Nolan Jones up for his glove. You're bringing him up for his bat. The question is where does where does he where does he fit the most right now where you won't screw with his bat and
1: well I think it's the right field it's
0: obviously not third base yeah I think right. that's the
1: right field and that's why I I wish and they did do it in instructs but why would you do it in instructs and then start the season and not keep doing that I and why know. not why not play first base which I I said in instructs he didn't catch many balls in the outfield that I saw which is just a luck of the draw thing I mean you can go a whole game out there and not be involved right uh but he did make good plays at first base and i thought he was a pretty solid defensive first baseman so like if you want to talk about confusing things trenton brooks is never going to be a big (laughs) league i mean that i don't want to be rude but you know like it's not like he's on top prospect it's not even just on top prospect list he's not on our top 100 prospect list (laughs) so like why is he getting so much starting time in triple a at first base and that's holding And he, the, and he the was Jones an outfielder back.
0: before. You, yeah, you couldn't put him in the outfield. outfield. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I really don't understand don't that. To me, like, and and I, I have a piece coming out tomorrow, or if this comes out tomorrow, then I had one come out today. about <laughs> most, it's, it's largely about people playing other positions that they're not used to, but it's mostly about first base because that's where it's happening. And it's, I called Brooks a placeholder because I think that's all he's doing. Like, he's just treading water there, waiting for the next guy to come up. I, it doesn't make sense,
0: right? And there and there is another first baseman to come up. I mean, Jonathan Engelman, and I know you like him a little bit, but I do. Jonathan Engelman and and uh, Marcos Gonzalez are playing first base. Those guys aren't gonna. I don't. I really don't know what's going to happen to Gonzalez at this point because he's always been hurt. But and I, I don't think he has
1: the bat for first base. No, well, he like, doesn't. There's have, nobody coming. He doesn't have the bat for shortstop right now. He's really having a rough time of it.
0: Right, but the only first baseman in the system
1: is is John Kenzie Noel. That's it. I Yeah, I do like him a third bit, and- but I, I haven't followed the upper levels as much, but Joe Naranjo is at uh, Lake County. Oh yeah. And he is a pure first baseman that's always been there. And I think that's kind of why Lake County really hasn't been through this. Uh, let's try every single person in the world at first base situation. They did play Aaron Bracho there for a minute, but they they haven't, Gone through that thing that a lot of the other teams have gone through because Naranjo is steady and Will Bartlett's pretty steady and uh, Lynchburg as well. That's
0: oh, sorry He's still hurt. I keep forgetting he's been hurt. So okay, we don't. I, mean, I don't see Jones coming up this year. I don't see any any space where it makes sense. They'd have to. They'd have to cut bait with Zimmer, Rosario, and and I don't even know how you find playing time for for Johnson, for Mercado, for Ramirez, for Jones, and then for Luplo. So.
1: Yeah, and I remember a a couple days ago, I don't remember when it was, uh, maybe Friday's game, I think it was, Hammy was going off of how amazing Zimmer is, so, (laughs) he was talking about him like, he was was talking about him like a a top prospect uh, who hasn't played in the big leagues yet, and it's like, look how exciting, he's going to be so good someday, and it's like, I think uh, we hit someday, (laughs) like, somebody's been here. I
0: <laughs> some day was two years
1: ago. Yeah, I like Zimmer just like I like Tyler Naquin when, when he was here, and but at some point you got to make a decision on these guys,
0: right? I think twenty eight's the right call on that. So mm-hmm.
1: we'll see. Trained in deadlines
0: this week, and and who knows how that's going to go. Logan to Allen up to Akron. Um, he struggled his last start. I was I was there on Saturday. I think I don't know. I'm I, maybe I'm a jinx because I saw. Uh, A few weeks ago, I saw Tanner Burns in Lake County, and he had his shortest start, and now he's hurt. And I saw Daniel Espino on Friday, and he had a not-so-great start. And then I saw Logan T. Allen Saturday, and he had a not-so-great start. So maybe it's me. Um, But uh, until, until Saturday, Logan T. Allen had pretty much breezed through Akron the way he breezed through Lake County. So that's looking good. I think he'll be an option next year. Uh, Tyler Freeman's back off the IL, and so is Jose Fermin because those two apparently can't do anything without each Mm -hmm. other. They got hurt at the same time, and their health hit the same time. Ironically enough, it's uh, I don't know what do they call that Um, tandem? I don't know. Twins? What do they call it? No, uh,
1: a a a dyad in the force. (laughs) Dyad in the force. (laughs)
0: Uh, I don't know when when you have pains for sympathy uh, pains. They have sympathy injuries. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, you know what's funny? Uh, <laughs> For me, I never cared about Fermin, and he's really growing on me. I'm telling you, especially like in uh, really, like, yeah. I, I he did not impress me when he initially came up, and uh, I like him more now.
0: I mean, I, I still think he's a utility player, but he's a nice player who does a lot of good things.
1: Yeah, when he was very, very good. When he was here, I never thought he'd make it to the level he is right now. I, yeah. I threw him in that Wilfrey Peralta camp.
0: Oh, and then he <laughs> got away from the ch- the shackles. Good for Jose Fermin. Uh, Cody Morris is back. He looks great. I think he's going to be an option for the uh, Guardians rotation next year. Uh, Adam Scott's back off the IL in Akron. His first couple starts didn't go great, but his last one was pretty good. Mike Caprese is off the IL and he went straight to Lake County instead of going back to Lynchburg, which is a great move for him because he was too old for Lynchburg. Mm-hmm. And even though this was his first um, – First big league season, or first, I should say, first professional, professional season. Um, I see, he was still old for that level, and then, yeah, Kenzie Noel, uh, stopped torturing pitchers in Arizona and went back to torturing them in Lynchburg, and yeah, I, I think he should be in in Lake County if it wasn't for Naranjo being the youngest player in, um, the league formerly known as the Midwest. Unfortunately, I is it but those two. Those two looked good in Arizona when they were rehabbing. No.
1: Uh, Preeze did. He was fantastic.
0: Mm. No, Noel did not look But Noel played all for third base down there, right? Yeah, Noel it,
1: it's funny. He didn't even play first base in rehab. <laughs> it, it's funny because I got that. You know, my spot is like zoomed into third base. And so I'm like, oh, he's finally back. I'm going to get some new shots of him. And the first ball hit to him. I got about 10 shots of as he fell on the ground, <laughs> picked up the ball, dropped the ball, <laughs> rolled over. Picked up, picked it up again. And I was like, that's great. I can never use that on the site. So I posted it on Twitter because it's funny. But <laughs> I can't be like, look at how amazingly athletic this guy is. No, he really didn't do much uh, here. But Preeze did. I was very impressed. And I thought, because like, he was drafted as a center fielder, uh, only played outfield in college. I was expecting him to come and play outfield. And he played first base the whole time. And now he's playing first base again in Lake County. Oh, that's right. So I think
0: I wonder if he's playing first base because of the hamstring issue that maybe they just don't want to aggravate it in the outfield. I think he looks I don't know. good
1: there. <laughs> they need first baseman, like obviously that's what we've been talking about. So if he can do it, yeah, I have no problem with that. Uh,
0: why don't we just run through because we haven't talked about the Arizona Complex League, uh, as it's now known, um, players at this point because we were supposed to last week and then. Uh, It's only been two weeks. Uh, Isaiah Green, just from stats and what you've posted on Twitter, uh, seems like things are going really good for him. As as much as you can, I think we've all learned at this point that stats from that that uh, league are absolutely crap and Mm -hmm. take nothing from it. But uh, I
1: do think, if you're as far as stats go, Green looks good. But let's say you're an above. It's different this year because a lot of teams got rid of their second teams. Right. So Mm -hmm. almost every team had two in the past. I think now two, I think just the Brewers and Royals still have two teams down here. So when you get rid of that many athletes, you're getting rid of the worst. And so you're keeping the best. So I do think that the stats are going to even out at some point and be a more legitimate indicator. But still, if you're good, you will hit well. And if you're not good, you're not going to hit well. So there's a big there's a huge disparity uh, disparity between the best and the worst. Now you could be the best and go to the next level and be terrible. That's very possible. But I think if you're the worst and you go to the next level, you're still going to be the worst. I I don't think that those people are, are hiding. So yeah, I love green. He's very fast, uh, which always sticks out to me. Uh, good defense. And he walks a lot. He's leading the team and walks 15. So I, that is a high walk rate for a 19 year old. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate an advanced bat, uh, He's he's been one of the more impressive guys. Not not number one, but he's been, definitely been very good. Who's
0: who's been the most impressive? You wrote,
1: you wrote him. I love Luis Durango. I, I think uh, his power has been great. Uh, like I like his base running. I like everything about him. Uh, maybe the numbers aren't as good as Green's, but he's been very impressive.
0: They're not. Oh, and and yeah. he stole, what, four bases in one game, I think, yeah, at one point? Yeah, I was there. And including home? Yeah, he's nuts.
1: Like, I, I, and that's, <laughs> I mean, I was a fan of Gabriel Mejia, too, so, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that went well. I, a lot of the other guys who are having great seasons are, like, both catchers, Richard Paz and Mikhail Ramirez. They're very old. I mean, Mikhail Ramirez has been here yeah, for, like, four years. Even... He's 22.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think to like include them in our in our segment. This is this is what's crazy is um Brian Rocchio and Brian Lavastida, who is a catcher, uh lead Cleveland's system in stolen bases with 14. They're tied and they've played let's see, LaVastita's played 45 games and Rocchio has been played in, in 61. Luis Durango has 10. He's played in 15
1: games. Yeah, and his, mean, and his average is 200, so it's not like he's on base constantly. He's not on base a lot. He, he's on, Well, he's got be, a 392 yeah. OBP. It, yeah, it's almost 400, but still, he's not on... Uh, he's no Diane Frias. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: okay, so you think Durango's been been more impressive I think than... B- both of
1: them have been very good. Agreed. I don't want to insult anybody. <laughs> they're, they're, I'm they're, sure
0: they're listening, and they're very insulted, I can insult yes. some
1: people, but I'm not... And, and that's the thing, like... With Richard Paz, who the other day had a two-home run game that I was at, which is very rare here. Like, home runs are oh, rare, sure. so to hit two in one game is crazy, but it's like, yeah, you're an old man at 20. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yikes.
0: Okay, if home runs are rare, then Milan Tolentino, who is not known for his power coming out of the draft, has four.
1: Yeah, I want to look because I know he hit a massive one uh, when I I went to Camel Black uh, to see him play the Dodgers. And the fun thing about that, uh, most of these teams are playing on backfields, but they're the same size as a major league stadium. So it's not like they're smaller because they're rookie level. These are the major league fields. But that particular game, uh, I'm trying to see if I can find it on here. Maybe I can't. But uh, when they play the Dodgers, they're actually playing at uh, maybe I'm crazy. He hit it against the White Sox. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. So they're playing on major league size fields. But when they play the Dodgers specifically, they're playing on an actual big league field with with 14,000 seats in it. Wow. So most of the field, they
0: had stadiums like that.
1: Yeah. So most of the stadiums, they're going to be playing on backfields. Uh, which I got his wrong. He was he hit his against the White Sox that first game, uh, not the Dodgers. But the, So that is a backfield. But the Dodgers do play in their big league stadium. Wow. I, I mean, I don't
0: know. If, I don't think even Lake County holds 14,000.
1: Well, so Goodyear holds. I think their max is eight. Yeah, Goodyear holds 10. And that's about the smallest stadium of the spring training fields. Wow. Yeah, the Cubs hold about fifteen, but I I don't go to the East Valley, so I don't even know where they would play, like the Cubs or the Angels. Uh, I'm not road tripping out there. <laughs> All right, so
0: yeah, I think I think Green's interesting just because, and I think I think that's the one thing you can look at it in ACL as far as stats go. And I mean, I you got you see these guys hit live. It's not like mm-hmm. you're just relying on stats, but um. I think when you see a guy who walks that much, you at least can say at the next level, he's got a chance just because he's not getting, he's able to get on base against, you know, base level pitching Yeah, that's and that's down it, there I mean, versus
1: it, it's always been swing first here. So if you're a pitcher, like that's what I think that's why Tristan McKenzie was so successful here is because he was always, he had pinpoint command and he, he wouldn't just throw it over the middle of the plate. If you're if you're a pitcher who just throws over the middle of the plate, you're gonna get crushed here because they're gonna swing at every pitch. So you can't just go, I'm gonna throw the first fastball right over the middle and just get you know get ahead in the count real quick. <laughs> and so when a guy does take a lot of walks, you can tell he's doing something differently uh you know than the other guys. And because, like Mikhail Ramirez has eleven walks to two strikeouts. Again, he's old. He he's advanced, he knows what he's doing. I think he should have been promoted twice already. I don't understand why he's here, except maybe he's more of a coach at this point. Like that's the only type of thing I can think at, of is they're using him 22. Well, he's a he's a catcher. So I mean like he can work, he speaks English, he speaks Spanish, he can work with these young pitchers. You know, and help them along because they, they've had a couple of these catchers who they've kept here for like 5 years and that, no other position would they do that to.
0: That's true. And and Ramirez's stats have been, for what those stats are worth, have been fine. They've been promotable stats. So yeah, absolutely. That is I think I he should know. have
1: moved up quite a bit ago. And I think maybe it's because they don't think he's good enough to be a big leaguer ne- necessarily. But he's smart enough and he's mature enough to help the staff.
0: Well, I mean, he's not going to go to... Well, I don't know. Andres Melendez and uh, Deiner Diaz are... Taking up enough at bats at high A or low A, and you've got Lavastida at Lake County taking up all those at bats. So I guess there's just nowhere to go. That's that continues to be a problem. Um, Carson Tucker hasn't played in in two weeks, so that's a that's a bummer for the first round pick last year. Really don't have much on him. Yeah.
1: So they they um, never. Uh publicly talk about injuries in, at this level, uh, they don't have to. I, I think at the upper levels, like you put a guy on the IL, whatever, there's no roster limit on this team. So they can have 50 guys on the roster. So they could, if you get hurt, why would you make that distinction? And so they refuse to publicly ever say, you know, this person's hurt, that person's not. So we have to speculate that he's hurt because it's been three weeks. Yeah, I'm, it's not
0: like they're benching a, a first-round pick. No. or. Just not playing, and he's obviously not doing well. well yeah, and that's if, not, it was I'm like, not feeling well.
1: if he played one out of every three days, because that's they have so many guys on the roster, they do rotate quite a bit, especially with these guys rehabbing. You know, people come in and play a couple games of rehab and get out of town, so they do miss. Everybody misses days. No one's played every single game, but you know, missing consecutive days is strange.
0: It's very strange. Uh, okay, so. Hope Carson Tucker's okay. How about Junior San Quentin? Because uh, I know you mentioned this, and you're going to write about this tomorrow, or mm-hmm. well, this will be out. This will be out tonight. But um, Junior San Quentin, has he played anywhere other than first base at this point? Uh,
1: only when Pries was uh, rehabbing, he played third base. Where did twice. he play? Yeah, third base. Okay. And I do. I said it in the piece, but I'll, I'll say it here. I think he's done playing shortstop. Um, I'm trying to get his exact specs because this is it's hilarious. He's listed at six one seventy two, and I have pictures of extended spring, I think, 2019, when he would have been 17, and that's probably mm-hmm. true. He's 19 now. Yeah, that's probably true at that time. He might be 80 pounds heavier than that now. This is a big guy. He's not that skinny kid anymore. Uh, so the, the headline picture tomorrow is of San Quentin. He, he He's... <laughs> He's still agile. He's he's fast. He can move. But he's not a shortstop anymore. And, and I don't think he they need him to be. They have so many shortstops. Let him be a first, third guy. But yeah, he, he, can, yeah that's fair. he can play first.
0: Yeah, I think he was behind. And it makes sense why he's still down there. I mean,
1: he was behind Gabriel Rodriguez and Tyler yeah, Freeman and, and, and Angel Martinez. Broke he, yeah. he swings and misses so much more than... Uh, Martinez specifically, but Rodriguez too, and, and Rodriguez is an accomplished defender, and they still push him over to third base. So that, that shows you how yeah. much talent they have there.
0: Well, San, San Quentin was part of that. Uh, yeah, they're all the same age. 2017 class. Yeah, they were all part of that 2017 J2 class. So, so he is no longer uh, grouped at the shortstops, and he was, I think, on our list preseason. I think he was ranked last out of that entire group yeah, as far it, as shortstop. Yeah, it's funny because he can
1: go from one of the worst shortstops to being one of the best first basemen, which I think he is. He does, he's got a lot of power and he swings and misses a lot. I, I don't want to typecast a position, but he's a first baseman. Well, this is, and this is exactly why they keep signing these shortstops,
0: because if you can play uh half-ass shortstop, you can be a good third base or first baseman and when you grow into a frame like, like junior San Quentin has, or even, um, I don't know what Gabriel Rodriguez looks like at this point, but if you grow into that frame, it just slides you over and it's, it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, obviously San Quentin's put that weight on.
1: Yeah. And if you look how the team has played, he's, uh, started at first 14 games. Mikael Ramirez has three just to get his bat in the lineup, essentially. And Prees had the two on rehab and Jordan Brown played once and made three outs. So I, I'm guessing he came in as a, defensive replacement at some point and didn't play a full game there true so yeah so i mean mikhail ramirez i've seen also play uh second a few years ago when he first came up so he he's willing to do whatever he needs to do he's not great at it but he'll fill in where they need him but i mean they have no one else they've even attempted there and we talked about it before the season started coming into this year they had zero players who had ever played a single inning at first base on this entire roster and it was like, and that includes Junior
0: Sanquin, who is now
1: yeah, no, now he is. But I mean, they were Caesar Adrogo was on the original lineup, and so I just assumed Cesar Adrogo would play first because he's a big old right fielder who can't move, and that seemed like it made the most sense. But then they put him on the uh, other list, the uh, we don't talk is about he, these guys list.
0: <laughs> is he so? Is he still in the organization?
1: Let me look. I, I have the I have the we don't. I thought he got cut. No, he is still on the we don't. Talk about these guys' list. Interesting.
0: So he's just he, he's still being paid something. I buy the organization. I don't know. And...
1: I don't understand how this list works. <laughs> it's uh, I've got Job Gonzalez, who I actually liked, and I'm kind of surprised is not with a team. Adrogo, Marlon made who is just awful. Uh, Michael Cooper, I like He's on that list. Victor Soteldo.
0: I forgot about him.
1: Uh, Luis D. Garcia is another really good pitcher. Uh, he's a little old for the level he's been but he was really you know a strike thrower uh low 90s and he's on there henier gomez was a fun second baseman daniel aguilar wilfredo Antuñez, and alan romero all on the they might be somewhere list but they're not playing <laughs> they exist they're not playing officially and i as far as i'm aware they are probably working out with the acl team
0: They're just not Uh, playing. They're
1: just not on the roster. And the rules are, they could be activated at any time. And ACL doesn't have a roster limit. So literally, they could just throw them into a game. And they did, at the beginning, make a couple of those moves. There were a few people on the ACL team. uh, I can't remember who. uh, Skeeling Rodriguez was one of them, who was not on the original team. And then all of a sudden, he was just playing in a game. I was like, okay, (laughs) I guess he's here now. (laughs) So what you're telling me is there are no rules. There's some rules. At least they can't uh, roll innings and stuff like that.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that was happening in spring training. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Well, and that. So. It, but every once innings. in a while, it'll just be like you'll be there, and the seventh inning will end, and everyone will go home, and you'll be like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we're playing seven today." <laughs> like, there's no rain. There's just. Okay. We're... Is it because of the the dust, the wind? No, there's literally no what weather. Call those storms? No, they, uh, haboob or a monsoon depending on how, if there's wet or not. Maybe
0: they should be called the Arizona haboobs.
1: I'll give that to someone else. We, Maybe that's we don't just... Goodyear doesn't get that much weather. Give that one to Mesa or Tempe.
0: Okay. I just know one guy canceled this year cuz of that.
1: Yeah, that that can happen. In, and there were in the other day the Indians uh got they were tied in the ninth and the weather came in. And in the past they would just go, "Okay, that game's over. Now they're going to make it up." So they almost are oh, being.
0: So that's new. They're
1: being more official. Hmm. It's just every once in a while they have these pre-planned seven-inning games.
0: They don't ever tell anybody about it. it just not in it
1: No, it just happens. <laughs>
0: hmm. Okay. Sounds like fun. Uh, you said you had not seen Alonzo Richardson. I just find him interesting because he was signed as a minor league, for, not a minor league, a non-drafted free agent last year, and he was a high school kid. And I think the I think the limit to signing a non-drafted free agent was like twenty thousand bonus last year. And he got signed as a pitcher and a shortstop, and he's just pitching this year. Yeah, I've heard about him. And I was surprised he signed. Okay. Numbers aren't great. We'll have to keep an eye out for him. (laughs) Yeah, I'm shocked. (laughs) Um you haven't seen Raymond Burgos. I know he's been rehabbing and he's gonna come back as a reliever. Any other pitchers that stand out down there. Cause like I, I can pinpoint some hitters, but the pitchers that are that at that level, just to me, don't look like anybody that here's a
1: weird one. I've really uh, thought about Sammy Vasquez. I saw first he's 21 though, but I saw him first in 2019 in extended spring. They brought him in with that whole group of guys and he looked really good. And these were unofficial games, you know, against other people that are, you know, eight, 17 to 19 years old and he was really solid every time out and this year i've seen him pitch live twice and he's made four starts and his control is just out there he's wild like it, it, the idea of him getting through an inning in less than 20 pitches or you know probably more than that is crazy like he can't throw strikes consecutively <laughs> Everyone's going deep in the count he's walked 11 in 11.2 innings and i really he hit a guy too, but I really liked him the first time I saw him. And he's been really disappointing this year. Um, the, the best That's, pitching performance.
0: Makes for some fun games, I'm sure. No, it's awful.
1: <laughs> the best pitching performance of the season was of course, uh, Cody Morris against the Dodgers <laughs> where he struck. I'm sure that was fun for them. He struck out 12 in 4.1 innings. And uh, I remember like taking pictures of the guy that the Milan Tolentino was playing shortstop and he fielded a ball. And I took a bunch of pitches of it, I was like, that's the first ball they've made contact with today. <laughs> it, look,
0: it looks like he gave a home run down there.
1: That was after that, yeah.
0: And it, oh, okay.
1: That, it was the same game, but Genius. it was after uh, that he stopped striking people out. <laughs> so what
0: you're telling me is there's no pitchers down not, at that level right not now? Not a
1: whole lot. Candelario looked good in one appearance. It, it, yeah. What did they just do? Uh, in one appearance. <laughs> but nobody's really been consistent like this, you know, in and out. Every single time they're out there, they're great. Uh, at least not to this point.
0: I have I have no idea if they're going to get any of the draft picks in down there. Like, I feel like a lot of the draft picks, pitching-wise, and pretty much all pitchers, threw a lot of innings in college and then haven't pitched in like a month. So... I really have I don't have any inclination of what they're going to do with those yeah, guys like are they going to get
1: some innings Maybe you can enlighten me because I I don't follow the scrappers anymore. I follow them on Twitter but not, I don't pay attention. Are are they done? The scrappers?
0: Well, they're no longer part of the No,
1: no, I mean cuz they the all the, they had said that the drafted players would remain with their teams in that league after they were drafted. Is that over? Because I know there uh, a lot of those players have come to Goodyear and signed here. Oh, um, well, I, I don't think anybody they drafted
0: oh. pitched for. Was there
1: no one there? Okay, that's them.
0: I don't. Nobody they
1: drafted went there. No. Okay. Never mind. Um, I- I'm taking advantage of the fact that I don't have to cover the draft anymore to not pay attention to the draft. Yeah, that was so- my least favorite thing to do. <laughs> uh, when I had to do everything myself, so I'm glad.
0: Yeah, we have Willie for that, thankfully, because yeah. I, I, even I couldn't do it. But, I'll, I'll get um, to know him
1: when they show up here and start pitching. So, yeah, I don't – I mean, first thing, that's crazy to they do. They may not even pitch there. It, it's so nuts to just draft pitchers. <laughs> I know. Like, you got to take the best player who's available at the time, but to take only pitchers is so crazy to <laughs> me.
0: Because they don't really have a whole lot of pitching, you know, obviously.
1: <laughs> I am yeah, – the ACL team doesn't, but, I mean, yeah, everyone above them does.
0: I, right. And I, I don't I don't know if any of those guys are legitimately going to pitch in Arizona like I could see them working out in the backfields this year, maybe being down there for instructs and then next year head out to like County or mm-hmm. Lynchburg or maybe even some might like go to Akron, to be honest with you. So
1: I, I will say they don't need it. They don't need a ton more shortstops because I just counted between the DSL Indians blue and red. They have 17 shortstops on the roster. So I think we'll be OK. That sounds about right. Well, I don't count. Now, I, I don't count eight. Jose Baez because he played third base last year, so they could have eighteen. Is he in Arizona? No, he's in Dominican. Is he in,
0: yes. Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's like. I'm still waiting to see very few what guys that looks like. Uh, no, nah, don't worry about it. Yeah. You remember when uh, they got oh. anybody else? <laughs> you remember when they got Juan Gomez a few years ago?
0: I, I don't even remember that name now. Juan
1: Gomes. Oh, oh, Jan, yeah, yeah, okay. Jan Jan he, he was gone like Yeah. A year later. It was like when they drafted Nick Hamilton. Sometimes you do this stuff I think, uh, as a favor.
0: I think Nick actually made it to Lake County. I don't think Juan ever made it out of Moaning Valley.
1: Yeah, maybe. He, he made it out of Arizona.
0: He did make it out of Arizona. Um, last guy I can really, you, and you mentioned him, but I know he was a, a higher pick recently. It was Jordan Brown who was drafted as a shortstop, and now he uh, is not no longer a shortstop like uh, Junior San Quentin.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like you can't have everybody play shortstop. Even like I think Tolentino would be fun at shortstop, but they've kind of moved Devers to third, uh, Tolentino to second a lot of the time, uh, and then uh, Pastrano's played some short. Uh, they've kind of mixed around with those three positions, but they kind of left Jordan Brown out of the mix, and so he is now uh, mostly a left fielder. But he's DH. That sounds about right. He's DH some too. I. I felt bad for this kid last year. He had the worst start to a career I've ever seen. And it wasn't of his own doing because he was walking, but he just couldn't get a hit at all. And he ended up, he had eight hits in 26 games for a 123 average last year. But he had a 321 on base percentage, which is so crazy compared to a 123. And then this year, the numbers look almost identical, uh, even though he's hit two home runs. So it's like, uh, I, I don't know. I think he's definitely like just the eye, passes the eye test. But his numbers are really bad. Yeah, he looks, I mean, just
0: based on the pictures and, and his listed um, height and weight, he looks like he's a ball player. Um, he is going to he is going to surpass his hit total from 2019 in half the games this year. So I guess that's when I also didn't realize when they drafted him. He was only 17 years old, which makes sense he won't turn well, 20 until and I, the end of the I year
1: think the strength is a big part of that too like uh just bulking up a little bit because he had no power at all and so he's just hitting these ground balls and getting unlucky because in the arizona league usually you hit ground balls uh you're hitting 300 because the infield is garbage and uh the score <laughs> official scorers are extremely nice to hitters i mean I I like I'll tweet I'll be tweeting these games out live and be like this guy just made an error because I see it and that's what I saw happen <laughs> is he made an error <laughs> and then I'll look up the scoreboard a couple innings later and it'll say no errors and I'm like ah that's very strange <laughs> that, that's I think I've seen 3 errors in this game and there's zero on the board uh there's no internet there uh or very spotty so I can't really follow the box scores as, well as i would like
0: uh <laughs> There, there are no box scores. Let me tell you. I go on there and I yeah. look at the game in progress, and there's not even a game day. Like you can't, you can't even follow game day anymore down there. Well, that's like, my. F- you I used to be able to click on that and follow that, but not anymore. I
1: think I've told these stories before, but in Goodyear, the scoring is done by an older gentleman uh, who sits at a table with a, a pencil and paper, scoring the game, and then in between innings, he. Gets his and
0: calls and he, New York. Yeah, he
1: gets his flip phone out and calls New York and tells them what happens. And sometimes what happens is he's not done telling him about that inning, and then the next inning starts. And now he has to score and talk at the same time, which he's not capable of doing. So I've seen mistakes happen there. I, just the other day, I was going through my pictures and trying to figure out who, you know, like look at the box score and be like, who is this guy, who's this guy? And one of them they just completely got the pitcher wrong. like they, it was a right-handed pitcher and they said it was uh Steven Perez. I think it was left-handed pitcher. And it's like, they're, they're making these mistakes. So I wouldn't even trust the box scores anyway. Uh, they, they, That's a good point.
0: I, Another reason not to trust complex league stats.
1: Yeah. And, and, but it's not always like that. So I, I said the, the Dodgers must be posting live from the stadium because their stuff is like pitch by pitch. It's up there on the, on the game day. So if they're playing at the Dodgers, trust that they they know what they're doing and so I think a few of the t- stadiums are capable of doing it live but Goodyear is not uh one of those
0: that's crazy to me because I when I first started covering Lake County um 12 13, 13 14 years ago I don't know at, at this point I've done it half my life which is almost almost half my life which is insane mm-hmm. um they were still doing that. They were still scoring the games from there and calling New yeah. York. And they had a, they had an official score and then they would have a, an intern who worked on the official score call New York. So that way the guy scoring the game could just score. And, yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you should pitch that. No, I can't I talk know. to
1: them. They won't let me over there anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? I don't want to know what happened. No, it's their co- um, I, I believe
1: it's there. And that's the funniest thing is like they the Brewers lost two games early on to, The Indians lost one uh, to COVID protocols, right? So the Brewers team broke whatever their COVID protocols were right before the season started. They lost their first two games of the year. But I've never seen these written up. And every single stadium has different rules. So like Cleveland, you can Hmm. go down to uh, the end of the dugout, but you can't go past there, essentially. Cincinnati, you can't even get anywhere near that close. Chicago, I can go into the bullpen. Like, they don't care. You can go wherever you want to. And then the Dodgers will let you sit right. anywhere within a certain amount of seats in the stadium. So, like, all those are the, the th- four places I've been this year. All completely different rules. There's, As far as I'm aware, there's no regulation of what the players are allowed to do. I, I, I really have no comprehension of why some things are okay and some things aren't. But, yeah, I can't go to where I used to go to take pictures uh, when they play at home. I
0: really hope 2022 is is more normal. I really do. I, I um I was just okay. at a soccer is there
1: is <laughs> I was just at a soccer game with 62,000 people so uh it has more okay, to, so that was normal. It has to do with the Indians not Arizona. That makes sense. Um.
0: Anybody else we're talking about down there before we move on? We, I, we've been forty-five minutes in, and yeah, we've only I, talked about the ACL.
1: Give Give Diane Frias pops for walking all the time. Guy's got n- no stick, but <laughs> he walks a lot and gets hit at a strangely alarming rate.
0: <laughs> yeah, twenty-two percent <laughs> walk rate. Good. Good for he's only nineteen. Okay, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's fun too. Um, but he yeah, walked a ton. Okay, so Diane D- Frias. Yeah, he came in my. Uh, Radar when he played for the Dominican and everybody was terrible, and he was just walking every game multiple times. I was like, Well, that's kind of interesting. I don't know that that is going to no. turn into anything, but it's kind of fun. It's a good base. I, Not bad considering yeah,
0: he's I, as tall as a lot of like fifth graders. I got to look up his height now, see how much you insulted me. He's he's five foot seven. Yeah, he's taller than me. Yeah, he's taller. <laughs> well. <laughs> there I, every okay i i look Move at the, the dsl level. box box <laughs> scores every day and yeah and i'm like oh this pitcher's is five nine this pitcher's is five seven I'm like everybody in the dsl team is like under six foot
1: what is happening they're here? in high school
0: uh, yeah essentially they're in high school so yeah
1: they literally uh, are in high uh, school they teach them high school at the complex
0: that's true they all are 17 they got to finish high school down there that's one good thing they've done is they built that complex to teach them english and let them finish school and that's good stuff um Somebody asked me the other day about Francisco Perez. Uh, he's in Columbus and asked about is he gonna come up? And I said, Well, I think he still has like a fourteen percent walk rate, which is which is not great. Um, but if they trade if they trade Brian Shaw this week or if anybody for some reason decides they want to take on Nick Whitgren, um, I guess you could you could bring up Francisco Perez because why not? You might as well.
1: Yeah, I like his um, I love his curveball back in the day. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh yeah, I think he's ditched that. He is just slider fastball. Okay. I now, but I for I most part. I remember when he came up, it was when Brady Aiken did and I said he was what Brady Aiken was supposed to be. Like that's what he looked like to me at the time. But this was years ago. At the, I mean I'm throwing around names that might not Don't even pitch might not anymore. exist anymore.
0: Yeah. Is he on that list of guys we he, don't talk he about? He isn't.
1: He's actually on the injured reserve.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Cause he did have surgery. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I like him. Yeah. yeah, him Perez. Up. Yeah. Perez walks a lot of guys, but you know, like I said, if they trade Brian Shaw this week and if they decide that if somebody decides they want Nick Wittgren for some reason, then, um, yeah, he has certain forward. Speaking of Nick Whitgren, uh, stop insulting. I, know. I was just thinking stop that. threatening and sending death threats to to families. I'm, I'm not saying this because I don't like Nick Whitgren, just because he is not having a good year. But stop sending death threats to any athlete or anyone. Period. Stop, even if they're not an athlete. Just, I hate just that stop so that.
1: much. I it, Twitter gives you this option where you can communicate with people, and it could be great. But I, uh, some people get this. When people choose to be assholes. Well, they get this feeling of power, like you're on the same level as that guy. You're not on the same level as that guy. He's one of the best, and I can't do math, (laughs) certain, you know, 500 baseball players in the world. Uh, Right. You're not on his level. Leave him alone. It has nothing to do, like, you're angry. Uh, Just yell at your TV. That's fine. Yell at your TV as much as you want. That's really where this stuff should end.
0: Right. Yeah. Stop being an asshole. Um, so Francisco Perez, yeah, uh hitting not quite been as good for Alex Call, Trenton Brooks and Oscar Gonzalez. Things have kind of slowed down for Call. I know he hit two home runs last weekend, but um stat line really says that he has not quite kept that level up. Um same for Trenton Brooks, and like you just said, I think I think it, it is evening out where those guys are just I think I think Brooks is just a guy. I think Alex Call might have a future in the major leagues, as far as like being a reserve outfielder, I yeah, don't think Trenton Brooks you can, does.
1: I think you'd be a fourth outfielder, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think call the fact that call can play all three positions helps. You know, he can run. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I didn't. He has 32 steals this year. He can run really well. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize he was on call. The, I
0: think you're looking at the wrong.
1: Oh, am I looking I at the, the, wrong the wrong box? He has
0: no. no. He has 13
1: steals. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I am. 13 steals. 32 RBI. <laughs> there you go. 13 steals. Still, that's a lot. Uh, you know, that's a yeah, lot for him. Yeah, he caught three times. Yeah, that's, that's very effective. So I I definitely like him as a fourth outfield type. I don't think he'll ever be a starter. But I also like Connor no, Merrill as can... a fourth outfield, and now he's a first baseman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Columbus
0: is still so so weird with that, but there's really nobody bumped to Columbus. as a, a Well, okay, tra- we talked about Nolan Jones should be playing first base in Columbus, but I don't know. Um, still too early for Oscar Gonzalez. I've obviously changed my tune on Oscar a little bit. I think he can hit, but um, he has not been as good at Columbus as he was in Akron. Mm-hmm. That's to be expected.
1: I will say it, it bugs um, me when people jump on the bandwagon now because last year when I said he was a Rule 5 threat, people said I was crazy. Cause I, I was saying I that probably was one of those people. Yeah. I was saying that because it, or not last Yeah, last year I was saying if the national league just decides we're going to have a DH now, you've got 15 teams that need a DH instantly. Like, mm-hmm. so with no options. Yeah. So why wouldn't you take a flyer on Gonzalez in the rule five draft? And so maybe he wasn't, obviously he didn't get taken, but he easily could get taken next year. I don't think they'll protect him.
0: They won't, and they shouldn't, to be honest with you. They shouldn't, yeah, no, not with I, the way the roster's set up. I don't
1: think so, and, but I'm just saying, he is still a Rule 5 threat next year, especially if the National League decides they want to have a DH. Yeah,
0: kudos to him. He has walked more this year um, than he has ever in his career. So
1: his career high in walks is 12. Um, mm-hmm. He
0: has 14 walks this yeah, year, and he's, so he's, good for
1: him. He's constantly improving as a hitter, and he is a terrible outfielder. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I saw that throw he made the other night. Columbus tweeted out a or uh, tweeted out a video of a throw he made. His arm is still not t- phenomenal. Not but, talking about his arm. <laughs> yeah, I know. He just he he is a uh, he is a DH with an outfielder's arm. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe he could have but, maybe yeah. been a first baseman too at some point if they hit. Had...
0: That's a that'd be a waste of his arm, but yeah. Also, his footwork is a waste of an outfielder.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, they could have tried um, something, but again, they didn't. They just left him there.
0: Yeah, which is what they've done a lot of um, Akron getting healthy. Finally, Tyler Freeman's back. Jose for back. Adam Scott Cody Morris. That's good for Akron. That's good for the system that those guys are back. How about Steven Kwan 16 game on base streak. I saw him Saturday. Um, not really a doesn't really hit the ball with a lot of authority, but finds a way to, to put the ball in, in, in some green grass, which is good. He um, puts up a very professional bat. I, I still like him as a, a fourth outfielder and he can play really good defense, but yeah, I agree. Guy just finds a way to get on base. And
1: and they sent him to Arizona for some reason uh, when he started, uh, I think just because they sent everyone here because he did end up going to Mahoning Valley in 2018 and then skipped uh, Mm -hmm. Lake County. But he had three years at Oregon state. He was a very advanced hitter by the time he came here. And that it was obvious that he was way more, maybe he didn't have the ability that everyone else had, but he was way more advanced at the plate. And I'm glad that he didn't slow down when they when he skipped a ball, and he's still hitting well. Like that's a a very positive because it would be one thing just to beat up these kids, you know. But <laughs> don't beat up kids. That's not good. Well, they're seventeen. They're kids.
0: Yeah, don't beat them <laughs> up. That's not good.
1: That, <laughs> yeah, but that, no, that, The that, fact that. that he's continued to be successful at higher levels is great. And now he, I mean, yeah, he's that. He's he's a year younger than the average person in Akron too. So he's that age bonus is gone.
0: Yeah, which is good, and he's definitely a future major leaguer. He just doesn't have a really high floor, but he'll be a nice player. Um, I don't know if he'll be here, or where it'll be. Maybe it'll be here because they have a lot of outfielders. Um, Richie Palacio, second in the E League, formerly known as the Eastern League. i s I've still, I refuse to call it the AA Northeast. I'm sorry. As as far as name changes go, that is one thing I'm not okay with. That that's called the Double A Northeast, and they're in the the. I think they're in the West Division. They're in the West. They're in the West Division of the Double A Northeast. It's very stupid. Anyway, um, he has the second most doubles in that league. I saw him play center field Saturday. Did not have any balls hit to him. Um, I'm still waiting to see what he looks like in center field because I know the arm is not really a plus for him. But um, no, I can hit.
1: I He's really a good hitter. I really liked him as a second baseman. I don't really understand the need for moving him uh, uh, because you've got. I, I know there's so many other infielders. But he's so good at second, you don't have to move him to make room for a shortstop. You know, I don't. You don't have to move people just to move them. Uh But anyway, I and I don't think he has the arm for the outfield. Yeah, I'm saying don't put him in the outfield.
0: <laughs> yeah. But
1: anyway, uh, so, he was great in 2018, and i just doing like these prospect lists and stuff in 2019, then 2020. I keep wanting to put him on near the top, but it got harder and harder because you're like, I don't know. If these are legitimate anymore. Like these numbers are ancient. I haven't seen him play in years. And so it gets tough. So he got hurt. So again, well yeah, he's he separated his shoulder or uh tore something in the shoulder in twenty eighteen. And so now that he's back and hitting is very exciting. I'm I'm glad to see that. Yeah, I, I think he's got a future, a big
0: league future too, and Absolutely. he's rule five eligible this year. He is he is one of those guys I'm not sure what they'll do with. And I think he's a, a candidate to be traded um, if they decide to make a move and, and move one of these infielders. Because I, I, the, uh, I think he's on the fringes of being protected. He's having a great year. And, and, you know, he didn't play very much in 2018 because he got hurt. Or he did play in 2018, I'm sorry. He didn't play in 2019 because he was hurt. And then he didn't play last year, obviously, for mm-hmm. him to be hitting as well as he is with two years off and being in double-A is very promising. I just, I don't know what they'll do with Well, them. I
1: mean, that just falls in the same old argument of, I think I personally think that AAA should be the place you keep your next top prospects who are about ready to go on. And my entire time covering this team, they have held quadruple a guys that they just found on the street and brought in instead and had all the prospects in Akron. Uh, so mm-hmm. to me, you can protect him and move them up to triple next year and then try to find a place for him on the team shortly after that. But they don't run the franchise that way.
0: They should. Yeah, they absolutely should protect him. I don't know. Uh, Nick Enright has a ridiculous amount of strikeouts in Akron and, and Lake County. He did um, doesn't throw above 91. I have not seen him throw above 91, but he has a 75-mile-an-hour curveball that's absolutely nasty. And... He looks like James Jack if James if jack only threw ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know what to make of him, but the numbers are good, and and for whatever reason, hitters have a hard time picking up his fastball because he has that high release point. So, uh, somebody else very interesting. I'm not sure about.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, the, Tanner
0: he, Burns. On, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No,
1: I say he was part of the, the last Arizona League team that had like 20 amazing relievers and it was really tough to sort through them, but he was obviously one of them that was uh, really elite in that season.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's carrying over for sure. Um, just one of those guys doesn't, when he th- when you look at the velocity, it doesn't look mm-hmm. like he should be striking this many guys out, but he is a little bit older too. Uh, Tanner Burns is on the IL in and Ac- in Lake County uh, elbow soreness. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's serious, but, I'm not sure I buy that because whenever a pitcher's elbow is sore, that's not a good thing. So I don't really buy that. It's not serious. Um, I saw Daniel Spino pitch Friday. His fastball was, and, and it might've had to do with the fact that he was constantly in the first inning. He was behind two Oh, a ton. to these hitters, but great lakes, they were playing great lakes, which is the Dodgers system. And pretty much hat, pretty much their entire position player group was either, Strike out or home run like that's that was their mo they had a ton of swing and miss but um, they had no problem hitting his fastball even at 99 and again i don't know if that was because he was behind 2-0 half the night to them or what but he had a really hard time commanding the fastball he threw the secondary stuff later in his start and he still made it through five innings after pitching i think he threw 30 pitches in the first inning i'm surprised they even let him come back out for the second inning uh, his fastball was surprisingly hittable. So I'm curious to see what that looks like going forward. Um, George Valera is still George Valera. George Valera did not make baseball America's top 100 re-ranking this mm. mid season. And uh, I want to say fan dropped him from like sixties or seventies down to like one Oh one, which I, I don't understand because he's done nothing but hit. Like he, he looks exactly like you would want him to look after, even though he missed like a, a month with an injury. So that's the only thing I can think of. He is on fan list. 103. I don't know what he was preseason. Um, let me see if I can go back. Where are you, George? <laughs> he was
1: 60. Yeah, he was 67
0: before the season. Now he's 102 mm-hmm. or 101. I'm not, I don't understand.
1: Well, I mean, you, we put together the Indians one and I think there's always arguments for people who could be like 60, who the next, you know, four months away could be 20, you know, like there's a huge, and and that's just with one organization. When you're talking about all of major league baseball, I could easily see where you could re-rank and, and bump somebody. I'm not going to take it too seriously. There's just that's so, true. there's just that's so many true. players. It, it would be easy to, to wash one way to another. Yeah. Um, speaking of I think- <laughs> speaking of old fashioned ways that Major League Baseball does stuff here, there's like literally one guy who covers all of the Arizona prospects for MLB.com. I don't know about the other. You know, seriously. Yeah, and so he has to do all of the rankings for everybody that's in Arizona. It's it's rough. I've I've met him and talked to him. That Sounds he's very. A, fun. He's a good guy. Just a lot of. <laughs> it's way too much work. Like I can't even. It's hard enough for me to just focus on the Indians guys. I can't imagine having to cover everybody. Every, he's in a different stadium every night. Like putting in the work, but it's tough.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian Lavacita, I know guy you liked. I, I think Brian Lavacita is, if he doesn't get protected, he's gone. I, I Catchers don't get taken a ton, I think, in Rule 5, and not guys that are in high A, but, man, he is having a great year. He's got 13 steals. He's hitting the ball well, and... His catching has really improved. All the pitchers keep raving about mm-hmm. his game calling and his catching. I, that's yeah. a guy I really like to move up a lot of lists, too.
1: Yeah, he was a good defensive catcher here. And, uh, so they'll probably move him to first.
0: Yeah, he'll probably be a first baseman. Um, Hunter Gaddis struck out 10 batters on Friday, but he gave up nine runs. So that's interesting, um, as far as three true outcomes go. Uh, yeah. Lynchburg, uh, How about, did you see him, I know it was the pandemic last year, did you see him, Jaime Arias-Bautista, in in Strux at all? Because he's got 70 strikeouts in 55 innings, and he doesn't throw really above like 92, so I don't really know Uh, what to make of him. first
1: time I heard of him was when I saw the roster, and he was the first pitcher on the list, (laughs) alphabetically. Oh. Yeah, I'd never even heard of him before then.
0: Yeah, interesting guy, uh, having an interesting year. So we'll see him in Lake County next year, I guess. Your guy, uh, you were first aboard the train, Kenzie Noel, I hit uh, a mile's worth of home runs. Guy, I think he, what did he miss like a month with that injury? And he comes comes back. I think he still leads that team in home runs. And then he, I think he had more home runs that week than anybody else did on the team. I mean, that guy just mm-hmm. freaking hits everything.
1: You know, I almost made a headline the other day, welcome to the jonky Show. And I realized that might be offensive to some people, so I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what can I what can you call him is calling him Junkie offensive? I I don't know. What what would Junkie refer to? Just a shortening of John Kenzie.
0: I'm trying to think who that would offend, but I, I don't I, him. either way, you're right. It it's yeah, okay. Because I
1: I, I want to think of something like we can go we went from pronk to jonk, but
0: uh <laughs> You could. Yeah,
1: is in the future. I He's know. crazy. And I, he, when he was here, my favorite thing was he he almost always went to the opposite field if it was the correct thing to do uh, with his power. And because of that, he really kept teams from shifting on him. And then he was able to go to all fields. And he he hits doubles. He hits home runs. He he hits them all.
0: He still doesn't pull the ball a lot. His numbers uh in, in Lynchburg this year. 32% pull percentage. He has mm-hmm. more balls to center field this year than that, which is insane. And he exclusively hits five balls. He only has 22% ground ball rate in Lynchburg. So You
1: remember Tony uh, Batista? The man.
0: <laughs> I do in that wide open batting stance. Yeah, he reminds yes. me
1: slightly of Tony Batista. I I the swing like I could see that. Is a little bit there. He was one of my favorites growing up, so I just remember him with the Orioles.
0: I could see that, yeah. So he's got to walk more, but uh, yeah. Who cares when you're hitting 500-foot home runs? Who gives a crap mm-hmm. uh, when you're when you're 19 years old? Um, I know you like Yaner Diaz a lot. He's coming around. I'm coming around to Yaner Diaz a lot. Um, he's caught I – mean, I saw him a couple highlights of him throwing. His pop times were sub two, which was good. Um, I still think his swing looks weird because it looks like he – Steps towards third base when he swings. I don't love that, but the guy just keeps hitting. I don't, don't know what else to what else to make about it at this point. Like he just keeps hitting, so I don't really know what else I can say. Um Petey Halpin. Uh Petey Halpin played like what? Uh he was supposed to be on the Arizona Complex League roster and like the day I think the games were starting, they promoted him to Lynchburg, which I thought
1: was weird. Yeah, he was on that weird list.
0: Yeah, like why? Why did they wait until Arizona League was going to start? And they're like, oh, he could go to Lynchburg. I can like, these things. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's been doing a lot better lately. He he got off to a rough start. He's still not walking a lot, but. Um, yeah, power looks interesting. He's got his first career home run. He's got a bunch of doubles. Good for him. I still really like him. Is there anybody, any way you want to talk about the DSL? I mean, I, I wrote down Robert Lopez and Angel Janao and Fran L. Dewey and I, I don't know the first thing about these guys other than looking at their stats. So
1: Yeah, the numbers are uh, not great so far. <laughs> if you're looking at them, Blue is a better team than Red. Uh, I'm trying to, th- there's like two older players on there that are not quite, or there's, there's more than two older players, but there's there's a couple holdovers on that team. Almost everybody on both these teams is brand new. Uh, I did release a, a page that had cuts the other day, uh, an article. What was the, and maybe about 10 more guys cut off the DSL roster recently. Like, I, And I had missed, I didn't put in that one, but I had missed uh, the last group of cuts included in Maya Celeston and Abraham Figueroa. And, and so almost all these guys are brand new. Uh, it's really... Uh, the one I will say, uh, for some reason, Roberto Hernandez is on the list. Uh, he's on Blues. Week. Oh,
0: he he retired, right?
1: Well, yeah. I, I can tell you exactly what happened. So he got a big bonus check, came, uh, pitched. He's Cuban. Uh, that enters into it. He pitched for the Dominican uh, Indians, uh, Summer League Indians for a year, got homesick, moved back to Cuba. They accepted him, and he is currently pitching for the Cuban national team. So officially, he's on the team. He's not. He can't come to the United States. Uh, but if he were to sneak out of Cuba again and want to sign with the Cubs or something, that would be a problem. So I think the only reason he's listed on that roster is so that no other team can sign him. Because if they go oh, That's fun. We release you, then he could just sign with another team and jump in. Hmm. but yeah so it, it, his reasoning yeah. for leaving was because he got homesick but then they let him join the cuban national team so it's like okay he's still playing baseball just not for the indians
0: he just wanted he just wanted to do it at home okay so they're just stopping him from being able to sign anywhere anybody anywhere yeah, else but I mean they, sense they
1: paid him a significant amount of money before that he just jumped ship with
0: right well they should know better than to sign players named roberto hernandez at this point so that was their <laughs> first mistake
1: you were going to that Cuba on that mistake. one. <laughs>
0: so, well, yeah, no, I'm not going to touch that one. They,
1: were, they don't um, have – I can't think of anyone else in the system who's from Cuba at the moment.
0: Oh, yeah, wait, there no, we go. Uh, oh,
1: Raynal Delgado, but he was from Florida. He was born in Cuba, right. but he grew up in Florida. I think that's it. And La Vastita is actually Cuban national, but he was born in the United States too.
0: Yeah. Well, they haven't had anybody since Yandy Diaz, so I guess that's why. Yeah. All right, let's let's get to some questions because we're already at an hour and ten minutes. Let's um, let somebody else bring up a topic. We got a Rogan change.
1: Um, you what? We got a Rogan. It go three hours. Never mind. I gotta leave for the no game. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got stuff to do I too. Go to Camelback, I'm just making up for
0: what we. We missed last night. Uh, Quincy Wheeler uh, on Twitter said, I just discovered the Smoke Signals podcast, which we're going to have to change that name. Uh, not sure how he missed it. You guys do a great job. Looking forward to coming back. Thanks. We've been doing it all year. We just missed last week. Um, his question was, how would you rank the three, following three players in terms of likelihood of being the Guardians opening day lineup next year? Jones, uh, Andre Cimenez, and Tyler Freeman. Uh, what is your likelihood of the three of them being in the lineup next year in order on opening day
1: are we going Jimenez and not Jimenez is it I'm pretty sure it's Jimenez it It could be I'm not some people like it one way or the other I would go then uh, Jimenez Jones then Freeman that's not my personal preference that's my following the team's logic of what they're probably going to do I'd like to see Freeman on the big league team next year Uh, I'd like to see all three, or at least Jones and Freeman on the on the big league team next year as starters. But I always want the young guys up. I think I mean yeah. If I had my preference, I would say
0: next year Jones plays right field and Jimenez starts the year at shortstop, and then at some point Tyler Freeman plays second base. But yeah, I would say most likely it's going to be Jimenez either plays shortstop or second on opening day. Yeah. That's it. I, I don't. I don't think Jones will make the opening day roster next year either. So. No, I don't think so. Yeah, the logic is definitely Jimenez, Jones, Freeman, based on their timeline. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, but I don't agree with that. Unfortunately, uh, we have three questions from RDP, who you are trying to get to reveal his true identity online.
1: No, he doesn't. He could be a turtle too. I don't care. I'm a turtle. <laughs> I don't mind. It, it's just there's so many trolls out there. I see people posting these garbage. On Twitter, with nothing to prove that they're an actual human being, you should have a name that's I, different than your at I handle. I don't think he's a bot. I don't, but like, if you have a picture, then I don't think you're a bot. Like, just do <laughs> any picture of anything. You can use one does of my. Does a bot picture. care about? Does a
0: bot care about Richie Palacios and George Flair and Brian Lavista? I said
1: he might be part of big minor league baseball.
0: Um. His first question is, next three are all from him, RDP on Twitter. Uh, is Lavastita catching up to Naylor? And I no. might agree.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah,
0: I might agree. I haven't seen either of them in a long time. Uh, yeah. Um, I think Naylor's still better defensively, but is definitely catching up in that department, and I don't know what to make of Naylor's back because he's really struggled, and I'm willing to throw out this year because the guy's missing last year, but he was at um, – he was at summer camp all yeah, year last yes, year with yeah. the big leaguer. So I was expecting him to be better this year, but he is 21 in double A. So who knows? Um, but I, I don't know what they're going to do next year because like if, if Naylor struggles this much at Akron the rest of the year, Lava Sita can't go back to Lake County, but Naylor can't go to Columbus, can he? Um,
1: yeah, I'm looking. Uh, this is where Lava is, I'm, moves I'm, to yeah, first base, I'm, right? I'm looking at these other catchers here. And it's like Angel Lopez, Mike Rivera, Gavin Collins, and jean Gonzalez. I don't see any of them having a future with the organization. So I don't see why it would be difficult to have both Naylor and La Vastita in Akron alternating starts and DHing.
0: I could see that, yeah. See One that of them plays first base,
1: like you already said. Yeah, there's just so many catchers who don't have a future, let's say with the major league team in this organization.
0: I mean, they're both, I think they're both future catchers. That's the thing. They both are, they both can catch. I'm not talking about them.
1: I'm talking about not Lopez, Mike Rivera, Gavin Collins, and John Paul Gonzalez. And I thought I'm looking at my roster. I'm surprised John Paul Gonzalez is on there and I didn't, he, he re-signed as a free agent. So he, that's why he did leave and he came back.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I should have known that. Um, uh, next question from RDP is where does Richie Palacios fit in terms of prospects? Whenever he's felt that he's been hitting very well. Yeah. We kind of talked about that. I think, uh, I don't know. I would protect him on the roll five. Uh, I think he's firmly up with, uh, I don't know. He doesn't have the hit tool of Tyler Freeman. And I don't see a ton of power. I know he has a lot of doubles, but that that's fine. You know, doubles power is still good power. um,
1: we we ranked him thirty sixth. So like where he fits in that we ranked him thirty six off of two years of not playing. I I can't imagine and he's going to be
0: much higher. He's got
1: to be top twenty now, easy. Uh, I think somewhere between fifteen and twenty is where he's going to sit. I mean, yeah, hard I would to tell agree. because we got so many new players coming in and, and other things moving around. But plus all those guys are going to get back from the Jose Ramirez trade. You got to factor oh, them
0: in. Okay, I'm. Um, I'm glad this is the last question because I, I can't have a conversation with you anymore. If That's, you're going to bring that oh, up. Come on. How <laughs> many jokes have you made today? Not enough. Clearly. That's why I'm here. Not isn't enough. it? Um, yes. This is, this is why we only have you on the podcast and they in, in spurts because we can only handle your, you can only handle your jokes in limited quantity. Sometimes the world just, just can't handle that many jokes. Um, What's your evaluation on George Falera? Well, I think he should be a top 100 prospect, and he's on the fringes of being a top 100 prospect for fan graphs, and he did not make Baseball Americas. And, yeah, he'll be protected in Rule 5 draft. He has looked as good as we hoped he looked while well, well, he's been healthy. So,
1: Here's my question. I think
0: he's a future big league oh. outfielder.
1: Here's my question on the same line. What happened to Aaron Bracho? That's a great question that I don't have an answer to because But he's in Lake County and he has in not Lake Lake hit. county,
0: yeah, I don't have an answer for what happened <laughs> to him because his his bat has just disappeared.
1: He was amazing here, like when he finally got on the field, he was really incredible, uh not just official games but unofficial ones, and I'm shocked at his poor performance this season
0: uh yeah, he is a hacker, he likes to swing and um, that's all I can really, I can no. really say is he just doesn't have a, I mean, he's walked a decent amount of times this year, but he has had a very hard time putting the ball in play consistently. So it's either walk or a strikeout or a bait. I mean, he's got five homers and nine doubles. That's nice. That's fine. Mm-hmm. He's still only 20 years old, but I for sure thought he was going to hit much better. And he's, He's pretty much been, yeah, like you said, he played first base for like a couple of games, and now it's like actually you're going to play second and third. You're not going to mm-hmm. play
1: first. Well, and so. that's I, yeah, if if I, don't know. I bring him up because I, I think of these guys in terms of classes a lot of times, and that group was Bracho, Rocchio, Valera. That was the three. They all got hurt, uh, and it was supposed to be. Bracho was like number one, Valero was two, and Rocio was three, and I think they've completely flipped this thing around. Rokio is definitely number one now in my mind, and and Valero's two, and Bracho. Oh, see, I have Valera above him. Okay, well, either way, but uh, I'm saying Bracho is the bottom when he started, when they first came in. The people I talked to were like Bracho's the top; he's number one of this group.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so he's disappeared. Um. Boy, I've lost track of player of the week standings because we didn't have last week. And then two weeks ago, we did a draft-only podcast. So it's been tough to keep up. Uh, Right now, I've got four wins this year and uh, between Pat, Jacob, and Caleb and Willie. It's been three. This is your first turn through. Um, The last time we did this, Caleb was on with me. He picked Logan T. Allen and Nolan Jones. I picked Oscar Gonzalez and Lenny Torres. I'm just going to give it to Caleb because. Uh, I remember Lenny Torres not having a great start, and Logan T. Allen is up in Akron now, and that's a win. So uh, we're all tied up at 4-4. Who are your player of the week picks for this week, Joe?
1: Well, I'll pick my level and go Luis Durango. Okay. And I'll pick the one that you uh, insulted earlier and go uh, Daniel Espino.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't... When did I insult Daniel Espino?
1: (laughs) You said he wasn't good when you saw him pitch live.
0: I didn't... I, I mean, I... I said he didn't have a good start while I was there, live.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm saying he's bouncing
0: back. Okay, I, and it. I agree with you. I'm picking I'm picking him as well. well I'm also picking that's Mike totally Caprice. Cheating. I I already had him that's written down. I don't cheating. see yours written down. You're just flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah, I, I just made it up. <laughs> I picked him because I, I thought this. you were
1: down yeah. on him. I was trying to I was trying to go opposite you.
0: No, no, I picked I picked him, and then I'm picking Mike Caprice because uh, he had a home run in his first start yeah, for Lake County, him. so I think he's. Going to be good. Um, let's see. We've covered a crap load. It's been almost an hour and a half at this point. So if you're still listening, God bless. Um, we'll be re-ranking the top prospects soon. So that I, I don't even know how many we'll rank, to be honest. We, we started at 70 and then um, Jordan Humphreys got claimed by another team and Union's released Mitch Largo, so we went down to 68. I don't know what we'll do. We'll just rank as many players I mean, as we with, think is
1: with two full de- necessary. With two full DSL teams, I think we got to do 120.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll do the first 70, and you can do the last 50. <laughs> that, okay, yeah, that's, that's about where I'm at. I'm not doing that, that many. Uh, you're on your own after 70. I'll let you do whatever you want. Uh, there's going to be some graduations, so that's fine. Um, so look out for that. I know Willie's got more draft content coming out. Um, Joe, you've got a piece tomorrow on players who have changed positions at this point. Um,
1: yeah. And if anyone cares, the I, I explained it in my post, or my weekly updates already, but I'm not doing a weekly on the Dominican teams. It's too much. There's two teams. I'm going to do alternating weeks. <laughs> so this week coming up will be yeah. blue. The next week after that will be red. And, and that's got to be enough for you because I'm not seeing these people live anyway. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's best judgment as far yeah. as I could do. The Arizona stuff I keep doing every week because I am seeing these guys live. Uh, come by Camelback right. tonight and see me.
0: <laughs> I'll I'll get down there as fast as I can. Yeah, it's it's Cleveland. in two
1: hours of when we're recording this, so by the time it gets out, uh, the game will probably be over. Uh, which means in six hours after that, you can look up the box score.
0: <laughs> uh, hopefully, six hours. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you can follow Joe on Twitter at. Uh, My it's new IBI handle, IBI underscore Joe. No, yes, yeah, it's, it's your just, brand uh, new handle that you're gonna have. They're gonna have to change.
1: I'm not changing it. To G, it's a Joe. It's IBI underscore Joe. It's fine. And it's an acronym. You don't know GBI, what it, Joe. You don't even know what it stands for.
0: <laughs> okay, well,
1: I'll let you handle that.
0: But the new site is going to be called Guardians Baseball Insider. Just for the record. Breaking news. Uh, I wish I had an word yeah break, breaking <laughs> news we will be guardians baseball insider next year the the twitter handle will change to official underscore gbi and uh yeah and the podcast i don't know guardians of the future does that sound good
1: okay if you want to i don't know I'm if just, anybody's I've got any better i want to know that i'm really offended by uh the current name
0: okay good
1: <laughs> good well, that's changing. So. Oh, yeah. Shouts out to the guy who said he liked Burning River Radio. I had no clue we had a listener.
0: Yeah, Jared <laughs> Jer- Jared, James-, James Lang. He is a loyal – he's been a loyal listener since last year. We were doing the um, the post games uh, with uh, John Fanta. He has been – apparently okay. he listened back when we did Burning River Radio. Yeah, so. I
1: used to have fun on Burning River Radio with Mike would just say the same thing 500 times in a row. <laughs> As I tried to move the conversation to anything else.
0: As you as you probably insulted Josh Tomlin every time you were on the radio. Very so. possibly.
1: We did do that thing with Austin Kearns where we refused to say his name. Oh, that was fun. That's fair. That
0: seems fair. <laughs> All right. Well, you can follow me at Jail underscore baseball. If you listen this long, if you would so kindly um, either subscribe to the podcast or rate us on wherever you're – if there's a rating system wherever you listen – I'm told that does great things for the podcast so we could sure use that because if you're listening to an hour and a half, you are a super fan and we love you and uh, we would love for you to tell us how much you love us yeah, if you're
1: listening this long. So, Yeah, tweet at me. I'll send you a picture of your favorite guy. Just send me your, send me your favorite guy yeah. in the system. I probably, lots of pictures. I probably got him. I don't go on Twitter much so if somebody tweets at me, it'll give me reason to... Say something uh, on there. Okay,
0: we gotta we gotta get Joe to tweet more. So there you go. That's your reason for doing this. Yeah, leave us a review. Uh, if you think you think we're great, you're listening this far. You must think we're good. So, uh, but if you don't, that's fine too. Tell us how we can get better. Um, thanks for listening, and we will hopefully catch you next week. As long as Google doesn't decide <laughs> to send out another operating system update to my laptop. Thanks. Why?